Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soul Fire production. In this episode, we talk about how it feels to wake up every day in an emergency state. Does that sound familiar? And if you've been here, you know. And maybe it's taking care of someone that's sick. Maybe it's figuring out a big move in your life or a new job. What you do know is when you're there, it's hard to manage anything else in life. So let's talk about it. And importantly, talk about some ways to move through it a bit easier. And don't forget the Extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us, find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community, or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. Also, it would mean so much to me and the show. If you'd subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, Extra Love Army. In today's episode, I reference something called the emergency state. And, you know, I say it often when somebody asks me how I'm doing. I find myself saying, oh, geez, I'm doing great. No news here. Everything and nothing is going on, but I'm just grateful not to be in an emergency state. And I wanted to talk about it because I've realized now upon reflection, like always, that the only reason I think I can say those words and be in a, most of the time, state of calm and peace is because it's my daily go-to benchmark, but it's also because of my experience, right? We only know what we know. And in my experience, I spent a long, long time in an emergency state, and that's what I'm calling it. So you can decide if that's a definition for you, but here's my truth and a little bit about my story. And, you know, apologies for the heaviness and the sadness, but I also think that the hardest chapters in my life have also made me where I feel that I'm my best self today. Um, Could also be just the way that I look at it. But, you know, I spent, I feel like well over a decade operating from an in and out heightened state of emergency. And what I mean by that is, I meant like I was trying to save someone's life. And it feels dramatic, but it's how I felt the years of taking care of my parents. Now, I know that I truly couldn't save their lives, but whether it was their medical plans, their happiness, I felt their state of being was in my hands. And, And to be clear, they weren't. It was me taking that role on, nor did they ask me to do that, to be clear. But I could have managed so much better and been more healthy about all of that story if I didn't wake up every day feeling sort of panicked and and living in an emergency state. And And it really flowed. Sometimes, you know, if they were ill, it was heightened or not. But you see, because it was all new ground for me, you know, everything from my dad's cancer treatments to rehabs to pills to, you know, my mom's assisted living to hospice care to insurance, like you name it. I never did it before, and so I was in a state of emotional distress most often. 
I can close my eyes as I talk to you here and remember how I would feel every day. Now, again, this was over the course of a while. So for the most part, I had babies and or I was pregnant. Um, Adam was traveling internationally. And I don't say this because I want you to feel bad for me. It's just it was the state of what it was. So I would wake up every day and think, oh, my God, what is today? How do I handle it? And what's the emergency in front of me? That's how I felt. And I think it was because I never knew either how someone's medical procedure would go, what kind of state of mind they were in. Do I need to find them a new place to live? Do I have to sell the place they're in? It just was territory I hadn't been in. So I always felt panicked because I didn't know how I was going to get from A to B. And I think about it now, so much of my life now, I still feel that way. I never know how I'm going to get from A to B, but I know I'm going to get there. So it's going to be okay. But at that moment in time, I wanted you to point out for me, A, B, C, D, E, and it doesn't work that way, especially when it comes to people's health. So it all felt so big. And again, while those chapters in my life were some of the hardest and most stressful, it also created me today. And it's a very clear understanding that today even when things aren't going well, because to be clear, we've had chapters in the past couple of years that have been very, very tough. And it allows me to wake up more with a grateful heart and know if I'm really in an emergency state or not, and if everything else is really going to be okay. Now, I, I kind of joke around with my friends sometimes that I hate that my benchmark for everything is like life and death, right? Like, and so dramatic. But it also, I think, allows for me not to worry about what I consider small stuff. Now, to be clear, you get to define for yourself something that's very big or very small or isn't important or is, but even in something which I would say is like big, right? Like figuring out where Ryder's going to go to college and testing and, and all that kind of stuff. To me, none of that's a big deal. It's just not. He's going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Or if it has to do with, um, you know, a, a new job that I want to pursue or a career and I'm nervous, like, again, not a big deal. What's the consequence? I don't get it or it doesn't move on or Ryder doesn't get into a school he wants or my daughter doesn't get onto a volleyball team or Rocket isn't invited to a birthday party. Like, again, all these things are emotionally important, but none of them put me into an emergency state. And it helps me because I feel that because I was in that for so long, I can now handle things that are bigger, right? Like our New York flight, which was canceled at the last second. Eh, it's going to be fine. Am I happy about it? No, but it's going to be fine. Or because I'm really bad with time zones and I think something is central, but it's really Pacific and I miss an important meeting, it's going to be fine. Now, none of these things are going to make me spiral, but I'll tell you what, they probably would have if I didn't have the experience that I had before. And you know, I I feel that it's not meant to minimize everyday life and how important it is in these situations. It's more about how we react to it and how we handle it. And that's why my phrase is always, I'm not in an emergency state. It's fine. Is it great? Am I happy about it? No, but there's no emergency here. It's even like I used to take the temperature with the kids when they were younger, when they would get upset about like, you know, not being able to like, buy the ball in the store that they wanted or whatever it might be, I would always kind of even ask them like, is this a real emergency? And then they'd kind of look at me. And it's really just getting our temperatures to understand, again, depending how you want to define it, 
if something is really an emergency or not, because it really is going to be okay if we think it will be okay. And not to mention, we project that energy to everyone else. So I now know that when I enter something that is chaotic or tornado, I can really bring the energy of calm. I didn't say I wasn't stressed out or it wasn't hard, but having lived in a heightened sense of uncomfortableness, I don't want to do that anymore. So there are ways, I think, to lessen that panic feeling. And again, I didn't know this at the time, but this is what I have done since and I do now. And I always stop for a minute. I just take a deep breath. This isn't rocket science. I count to like even five or six, just in my head, just slowly so I can breathe. And I repeat this mantra to myself and I do it all the time. I say, this moment is temporary. This too shall pass. This moment is temporary. This too shall pass. The end. And the funny part is growing up my whole life, my mom would always say to me, this too shall pass. And I never found that was a hard statement because sometimes I I get fearful to say that to a friend because when you're in the moment and it sucks so bad, when you tell me it's temporary and it will pass, I'm like, well, it's not right now. It's like if somebody gets their heart broken, I'm like, oh, you're fine. This moment will pass. I I know what you want to say to me, which I won't say um, here on the microphone, um, which is very valid. So this mantra for you might, you might want to tell me to like go stick it, but it gives me great comfort to know that it's temporary. So if you're in the heat of the moment right now, whether or not it's, you know, your child is having learning issues and you're trying to get into a school or your parent has fallen ill and now they have Alzheimer's and you need to get them into a memory care unit or you're having issues with your husband and you need to go to therapy or or you're trying to get pregnant, whatever the situation is, the truth is it is temporary and it will resolve itself in some way, shape or form. So this emergency state of being will not always be there. That gives me great, great comfort. And I know when I'm in that stage, because for me, the signs are sometimes when I'm not aware, and you guys know this about me, I'm awesome at looking backwards and going, oh, that's why I did that. Oh, that was happening. Um, Not so great about forward. But for me, I know the signs that even an emergency state is upon me. And it's, you know, my personality starts to change. I feel a little bit on edge, moody and kind of a little angry and I'm not sure why sometimes I can't pinpoint it. A big one for me is that I withdraw and I really want to stay away from other people. Um, I'm not necessarily isolation, but I always feel that when I'm in that state that I can't show you my best self, it's better for me to withdraw than to kind of give you the version of me that I might have to clean up a mess for. And then, you know, I don't really take care of myself. And that's when these feelings of, you know, hopelessness or, or overwhelm, Um, those all start to creep in. Now, the one thing I will say at at my almost 50-year-old self is I've just learned that I expect these moments of time to come. I'm not past them. I'm not through them. I've had some of them. And to be clear, there's more coming that I'm unaware of. Now, that doesn't give me a state of hopelessness. It just means that life is messy. More of these uncomfortable emergency state moments are coming for me because I don't get a pass out of them just because I've had a lot of them before. And so when in doubt, here's what I do. I stop, I breathe, I count to 10 and say my mantra, this moment is temporary, 
this too shall pass. So I hope if you are in that moment in time right now, which I hope you're not, but I assume a lot of us are, you get to define what that emergency state is for you. And maybe these few things will help. And just remember that it is a moment in time and it too shall pass. As always, thank you for being here. I love you all so, so much. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week. 